Hi, this is Doug Bradley welcoming you to the Hellraiser podcast. And you'd better keep listening to the Hellraiser podcast or I will tear your soul apart. Hello there. Welcome to the Hellraiser podcast. This is Peter and with me again is Phil. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Everyone. Happy Halloween. Today is a very special day because this is our episode 50 podcast. No, it's not. It is. We've actually done more than 50. Exactly. I counted them up. <laughs> We've done about 53 full-length podcasts. Oh. But we wanted to get this out um, as a special 50th special geek out, chatting about all sorts of nonsense with questions from you guys. So today we're talking about nothing in particular. Nothing. We're going to go wow. through some questions we've got from you guys on Twitter and Facebook, and we're going to have a rambly chat about the Hellraiser world. Yeah. As a celebrate, also to celebrate, we've got a little drinky each. Here we go. Cheers, Phil. Cheers to Hellraiser. Cheers. Here's to Hellraiser, episode fifty. You know, that doesn't really mean anything, but there we go. Ah, another drinky podcast. What mm. are we doing to ourselves? I know we we won't drink every podcast, promise you. No. But uh, we thought for this one, we need to be a bit looser. It's <laughs> a celebration. <laughs> yeah. It is. First of all, I want to talk about favourite films. Let's go straight into this I one. I love... So, first of all, we did a recent uh, poll on Twitter and Facebook. Mm. Uh, on Twitter, start with to find out what everyone's favourite film was. We put the, all the films in order of people's preference. This was before Judgment came out, or before it was introduced. So, first of all, we did everyone's favourite films. Uh, and here was a general consensus... So this is what most people said. They said, in order from best to worst, Hellraiser 1, Hellbound Hellraiser 2, Hellraiser 3, Bloodline, then Deader, then Inferno, then Hellseeker, then Hellworld, and then Revelations. So basically, in the order they came out, except Deader was at number 5 rather than number 7. So that's what you guys said on Twitter, and we've been chatting about it. And we're going to do ours as well, but we're going to try and put judgment in as well. The problem here is I tried to do a judgment poll as well to try and rank that one in, but I didn't start it early enough. I started it about three days ago, and there was like one day per per poll. I didn't think it was going to last this long. <laughs> but then um, on Facebook and Twitter, Paul T. Taylor has been sharing it and saying to everyone, hey, vote judgment. So Judgment's done, doing very well at the moment. That's amazing. So round one, Judgment beat the hell out of Revelations and Hellworld. Yeah. Which I think is fair enough. Mm -hmm. Then round two, it beat Hellseeker. And then round three, it beat Inferno. And now we actually haven't finished it yet. Because even as we're recording, it's in the middle of round four, which was against Bloodline and Deader. And according to Facebook, you prefer Judgment to Deader. Interesting. And according to Twitter at the moment, you prefer it Judgment to Deader and Bloodline. Mm. So that's what Twitter's currently saying. Um, so there you go. Now, this could be because Paul's been trying to get... He's getting all his fans to vote for Judgment. <laughs> but hey, I mean, we're using this as, as our official Twitter and Facebook poll. So this is what you've said. Now, what we're going to do is now I'm going to just skip to the future in a couple of days when we've finished these polls, and I now pass over to Peter from the future telling you where Judgment came. Over to you, Peter. Hi, Peter. Hi, Phil. 
Thank you, Peter and Phil from the past. This is now Peter from the future talking to you, although I'm in the present at the moment. But I'm here to tell you that Judgment actually ended up coming fourth in this poll on Facebook and Twitter. So according to this poll we did, uh, we'll do another one in the future, I'm sure. According to this one, uh, you prefer it to Bloodline, but you don't like it as much as Hellraiser 3. So that is where we ended up on this particular poll on Facebook and Twitter. And that is all I've got to say. I now hand back to Peter and Phil from the past. Goodbye. All right, now it's back from Peter in the future to Peter in the past uh, and the present currently. <laughs> he knows so much, that Hi, other doesn't Peter. He? Doesn't it? So that is where Judgment finished up. Wasn't that interesting, Phil? Yeah. <laughs> so that's what you guys have said. Uh, now we're going to talk about our favourite films in order, which are slightly different to yours. Uh, in a couple of ways. Do you want to go first, Phil? Actually, no, I'm going to save yours because yours is a bit more controversial than mine. <laughs> <laughs> so mine, actually, I've got a very controversial choice as well in mine. So this is my, again, Robocop. This is, there. yeah, <laughs> this is personal preference. So it's, it's you know, not to be, we're not saying anyone else is wrong. This is what we think. So this is my preference from best to worst. It goes Hellraiser, Hellraiser 2, Hellraiser 3, then Deader, then Inferno, then Judgment, then Hellseeker, then Bloodline, then Hell World, and then Revelations. So I've put mm. Bloodline quite low down, and that's mainly because I personally don't really enjoy watching it, because I feel it's a massive wasted opportunity, or a missed opportunity, should I say. Um, I think the story's good, I think the original script was good, I think the performances are good and bad there are some good ones and some bad ones and the finished product to me doesn't feel like a really good film so that's why i'm justifying how low i've put bloodline so i'm aware that most people do love bloodline mainly because of the the story and the fact that it is very hellraiser and very pinhead and doug bradley's in it a lot which yeah. i love all that yeah but i don't think the actual finished film is as good as it should have been so that's me now it's your turn um, so let me try and get this right. <laughs> so I had Hellraiser, mm. Best, Hellraiser 2, Hellraiser 3, Hellraiser 4. Mm-hmm. So, so that's fine. That's what most people think. That's Bloodline. Go on then. Carry on. Then Deader. Mm-hmm. Then Judgment. Mm. Then Inferno. Yeah. Then, Hellworld. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> then Hellseeker. Then Revelation. So you're saying you prefer Hellworld to Hellseeker? Now, <laughs> I don't want to be too controversial here, <laughs> but just thinking about it, I just thought, do you know what? I, I, I don't mind Hellseeker, but... There's such a guilty pleasure in Hellworld. Yeah, no, I do agree you with know, you. No, it's so dumb it that is... it becomes amusing. Yeah. And it and is fun to watch. If a... you said to me now I have to watch either Hellseeker or Hellworld, I'd probably rather watch Hellworld. <laughs> possibly because I could just take the piss out of it more. Yeah. You know, there's more fun to be had. Whereas Hellseeker I'd kind of have to be like, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hellseeker is is a little well, it is a little dull in places. It's just a bit plain. It's fine. It's good. It's got Ashley Lawrence in it. That Which gives it a great. plus for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. And that's how I feel now. 
you know. Sure. This is not till the end <laughs> of time, you know. Um, maybe if I watch Hell World again, I'll <laughs> suddenly realise the error of my ways. Yeah. But um, So there we go. That's, hmm. that's what we think. Um, so basically everyone likes one, two, and three the best. Well, not everyone, but that's what the general consensus is. Yeah. Which and... I think is, is hard to argue with. I'd, I'd struggle to see what film you were going to put in that, you know, over one, two, or three. Well, we can go straight to a, a listener question then. This is on Facebook from James Hurley Morris. His question was, is Hell on Earth really that good? Is Bloodline really that bad? So if you're asking me personally, I'd say, is Hell on Earth really that good? Not really, but I love it. And it was, I think, the first one I ever saw, and it's a big nostalgia trip for me. And is Bloodline really that bad? Yes, <laughs> for me it is. But there was a, a conversation then. Martin Wells then said, Bloodline is one of the best. I'd rate it higher than three, he says. And then James Hurley Morris says, I agree. There's some awful dialogue in Hell on Earth. Bloodline is very underrated in my humble opinion. So there you go. So there's someone, someone there, two people there, think Bloodline's better than Hellraiser 3. And I, I wouldn't say that myself. I wouldn't either. <clears throat> but I do think that Bloodline has got a lot going for it. I'm aware Hellraiser 3 is very silly. It is very silly. <laughs> and Hellraiser 4 is very silly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, that, whether on a space station, that's fine. That's very straightforward. What is he saying? Aliens very silly, are you? An it's event very, silly. very silly. Very silly. Yeah, but Hell, Hellraiser Bloodline has the twins. <laughs> and it's got the Chatter Beast. And that is as silly as it gets. Yeah, but they're done really badly. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of... I know that Hellraiser 3 has got, you know, piston head, camera head, CD. CD. Yeah. But at the time, that was great fun. I loved it. Back in the, the 90s, I thought that was amazing. Oops, sorry. Clicking my camera. I think sometimes I, I, I'm judging the... You know, I'm judging these things not necessarily sometimes on what was on the screen, but what it made me think. You know, and the stuff in Hellraiser 4... That makes me think, oh, you know, that's an interesting scene, or that's an interesting oh, I idea. I agree with that completely. Um, and so I, I sort of am giving it points, not necessarily for what they got on the screen, but for what it, sure. how it engaged me. And that's what most people mentally. do. And I'm aware that most people think like that, but I'm a bit odd in that regard. And for me, the film in is. Many regards. <laughs> for me, the film is worse. Sorry, I keep touching your leg. I, I just want to report for a me... crime. <laughs> Listeners. For me, the film, a beer. the film is worse because it's got so many great ideas, but it's, it's not executed very well. And that's, you know, that's okay for you to. Yeah, think, it's fine. Yeah, I'm not know, saying I'm right wrong, else is wrong. wrong. I'm, I would love to wrong. like it more than I do, but there you go. Anyway, um, so that's what we think about. That's our favourites. So there we go. Yeah, I mean, no massive surprises. Phil loves Hellworld. <laughs> <laughs> no massive surprises, but no. I think, you know, when you look at the whole franchise, for me, there's like, I'm, I'm more engaged and more, always more likely to kind of fall on the side of something that's a bit more whimsical and silly or, or, or crazy yeah. than something that's dull as dishwater. <laughs> and some of it has been dull yeah. as hell. I mean, literally, you know, police procedural to the point where you're kind of like, I feel like I'm actually working as a police officer on a really mm -hmm. dull case with yeah. tax evasion or something. <laughs> um, so I think going towards, you know, the crazy rituals and the, you know, the puzzle box and where did it come from and going into space and different generations of families and stuff like that. 
Yes, admittedly, they didn't get that on the screen in the best way, but Mm -hmm. there's something exciting about that. Yeah, fine. 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 So that's that's Peter agreeing (laughs) that I am right. Yeah. I, yeah, no. But I get where you're coming from. The podcast. You downloaded it. We came. So on to another question. This one is from Facebook. It's one of the first questions we had, actually, from Beta Xavier Z, or Beta Xavier Z. Sorry if I pronounced the middle word wrong. Mm. The first question is, is Hellraiser Hellraiser without Doug Bradley? Yes. Right, good. On to the next one. (laughs) (laughs) But what do we mean? No, I agree that it is. Yeah, it is. Because um, Doug Bradley, obviously created the role of pinhead he's amazing um but there'll come a time when he's not around anymore first of all which will be a very very sad day but are you gonna you can't just stop making the films then we can carry making films they could but the the most recent films they're not as good without him maybe but they are still hellraiser films i mean yeah his contribution is immeasurable the yeah the answer is if a studio who owns the rights makes a film and puts it out there, that is a Hellraiser film. Yeah, and Hellraiser... And we have to talk about it. <laughs> Hellraiser has in its very DNA just that ability to move uh, to different stories, to different people, to different situations. And, you know, as much as I kind of don't want to not have a pinhead in it, it could mm-hmm. live without a pinhead. Yeah, I mean, you can ask, you could say, is Hellraiser Hellraiser without pinhead? And we've got some short stories and comics that haven't got pinhead and they're, yep. they're Hellraiser. And they're they're great. very good. Um, and of course, Judgment, you know, did do a good job. Yeah, no, it was good. Without yeah. Doug. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's not taking anything away from from Doug. And I think, you know, sometimes these days and when people talk about these kind of things, they get a bit one thing or the other. It's like, yes. you, you have to say it has to have Doug and he's the yeah. best or you're saying you don't like Doug. And I'm like, that's not the case. No, not at all. At you all. can say that Paul Taylor did a good job without saying he's better than Doug. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he did do a good job. I mean, they had to get a new pinhead. Yeah. And they got a good one. He's, he, yeah, he's not Doug Bradley. We know that. But he's <laughs> head and shoulders better than revelations that other guy (laughs) jeepers (laughs) that i mean that was shocking i wish i could have got that part so shocking i could have done that he looked wrong and he sound and they used someone else's voice and he sounded wrong (laughs) (laughs) hell were they doing oh dear so at least they got someone who is is similar to doug and is doing a there's a siren they're coming to did you call the police when i touched your leg (laughs) Uh, my <laughs> Apple Watch sent an automatic alert <laughs> to the police. Um, sorry. So, yeah, Paul did um, a good job of being a Doug-like Pinhead. Yes, and I think it's fair to say that Pinhead, the character, is not going to progress from Doug's template. Um, no. You know, the, yeah, no, that character is going to be what Doug created. And, yes. and someone else has the task of reworking that. Yeah. You know, of, of fulfilling that. Mm-hmm. And if they want to do something different, then it needs to be not Pinhead. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. So so from that point of view, yeah. You know, Doug, what Doug's created has stood the test of time. And Paul has, has kind of worked within those boundaries. Sure. Okay, next question from the same person. If Clive returned to direct a new Hellraiser film, what do you think it would look and feel like? How different would the story be? Hmm. This is very First interesting. First of all, he probably... 
wouldn't. Well, I spoke to I. You spoke I to Clive the other day. Spoke to yeah. Nick Vince the other day. Oh, okay. I was speaking to Nick Vince the other day, and he kind of said, you know, Clive has scripts or a script or something that's around, yeah. you know, which has been said before, but he just mentioned it again. But that's different. The question is directing. So, but I feel like he would want to direct his own scripts. I, yeah, and I would. I think he could well write another Harry's film, but I'm not sure that he would write and direct another film. I think he could. Why wouldn't you say that? Well, just because he's not he's not done any film for you know years and years and years. He seems a bit jaded by the whole movie system. He's also not been very well recently, so he might not be up for it physically. Yeah, I don't but, know. Well, don't that's know, just Phil. bringing it all very into reality, isn't it? Well, I'm sorry, but that's where I live. For God's sake. Um, anyway, what if he did, what would it look and feel like is the question. Yes, yeah, so so all of what you've just said <laughs> is irrelevant. Is irrelevant. <laughs> sorry. Um, well, to actually come back on what you just said, Clive's been out at conventions recently. That's true. And he yeah. has been... He does seem uh, better, better and stronger. Nick met with him and oh, all the guys, lovely. they all met with him and they said he's doing very well. That's amazing. So that's awesome. Um, that is and, great news. you know, much love to you, Clive, and hope yeah. you are getting better and better and better. Um, and I think they've worked out a lot to do with his conditions and what's mm. going on with him. Lovely. Which is great. So... All right, he, so I'm, I'm completely wrong. That's so he fine. is more capable of doing sure. that. Sure. But if he was to direct it, mm-hmm. see, I, it wouldn't be the same as the the nineteen eighty seven film. No, I don't think. No, and I think he's changed a lot as a person. Mm. You can see in his work, because my my kind of gut instinct would be to say that it would become a more abstract and spiritual yeah thing. I could see that. I that think seems to be the way his work is going. I think it'd be more sexual than it was before because you can get away with more nowadays in films and he, he always wanted to do that back in the day and they wouldn't let him. I mean, but it was so sexual, wasn't it, the original? Well, it just, you didn't I don't mean sexual. I mean, maybe you mean nude- graphic. I mean graphic, yeah, I think I do. Nudity and, and pushing boundaries, that sort of thing. Mm. Like he had this whole sex scene filmed in the first film and they had to cut it out. Yeah. Um, Which I think was... Was made it better in a way. Yeah, maybe. I think it was maybe. good for it to be yeah. a bit more implied. But I think there would be more overt sexuality and nudity, possibly. I mean, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> it, might, it might be completely off the <laughs> yeah. market. But but... I was listening to this going, what? Um, no, I've, I... I've seen his Tumblr page. <laughs> <laughs> we have discussed that before. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's where his work seems to be going is towards more this kind of abstract spiritual, yes. maybe more graphic sexually, but... But uh, also he's got this whole other fantasy side to him that he's been, you know, in, like yeah. in, in the Aberat books and that sort of thing. And so, I, I think he would actually, I think, gut instinct, he would, if he was given the job and they said, there's the job and he's well enough to do it and it all fits into Peter's criteria of what <laughs> should happen, then... I think he would go right back to the way he was before and try and be very visceral. Oh, I think he would. Yeah, yeah I and agree. very, yeah. very gory and very scary and just try and make a really scary film. I agree, and that would be brilliant. Well, it would be very different to what he's been doing recently, and I think <sighs> he would relish doing that. That's my gut feeling. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I agree with you. Thank you all. Similar question. Uh, this is from Twitter now. 
at Jacoby81. The question is, if you had control, me, well, both of us, I guess. Oh. <laughs> if you had control, what direction would you take the Hellraiser franchise? And then, second part to it, relatedly, do you think it is time and even possible for these movies to move past Pinhead and focus more on the human drama and fresh Cenobites like the first one did? So what direction would you take the franchise and then do you think it could work without Pinhead and with new Cenobites? More about humans. I... I would not do another police procedural film. I would never. I would, I would do not have a police any procedural detectives or journalists. No, I would move away from, because we've had a lot of that recently. Yeah, <clears throat> um, I would take it back to the human drama. Definitely. Me too. With Cenobites as a a bonus. Yeah, I think you've got to have that cast of characters that. Because that that's why the first you. one worked. Because the the characters in a lot of the other films are just props and ciphers and mm -hmm. just they're nothing really. You know, they're just to move the story along. Um, sure. And actually, you want to get those characters again when you really think, ooh. What you need is you need a really good story with brilliant characters. Yeah. This is the humans who I'm talking about. And then the, the Cenobites are, you know, added on to that. It can't just be about someone going to hell. No, and I think I'd take it away from that kind of thing that they went into where it was about if you'd been bad, morally oh, bad. Yeah, I agree. That, that pretty much I just don't like from, that. from Inferno. I'm really just not interested. No, I'm not either. In that. I'm interested in the grey area. You know, mm. that's why I was interested in Hellraiser in the first place, where it's kind of it's irrelevant what you've done, sort of. It, yeah, and that was really explored you know, in some of the comics that we, that we talked about, mm. where people, were, the, the Seminars were summoned. On one occasion, even by a, a toddler, and they said, "We've got nothing because he's he's innocent. We can't really do anything about this." Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, stuff more about yeah those grey areas. Yeah, yeah, and I think absolutely like yourself, you know, I take it back to the drama, the the human drama. I would also make, I'd make it, it smaller. I'd make it s scary and gory, like you just said about what, yeah what Clive would probably do yeah but oh yeah I'd make I take it away from from you know gags quips and hey look what we can do I would make it more genuinely scary a bit I like they've I'd... done with the most recent um, Chucky films actually they went back to the yeah scariness of the original I think I'd kind of like to do because I always thought that the house was a main character in, mm. the, in the original film. Yeah, what happened to the house? And I'd kind of like to do... It burnt down, didn't it? Sorry. Yeah, the house burnt down. Um, <laughs> but uh... I'd kind of like to do a reworking yeah. where the house, where you're trapped in the house. Yes. Right? So it's not going to all the different locations and stuff like that. You, it's very much a horror film in this house, and it's how would the Cenobites haunt, in inverted commas, this house? If you opened the box and they were in the mood to toy with you, what could they do to that house? What mm -hmm. could they do to the rooms, the places, the different dimensions you could go into? Yeah. You know, and how would you escape? Oh, a house could be like a Leviathan house. Yeah, it's and like every the room whole... has like traps in it. Maybe yeah. it could be like a party as well. Yeah. <laughs> my Hang God, you read my mind. <laughs> and we could call it hell. No, wait. No, but I, no, think, but I, know, you know, I know what you mean. I think, yeah, yeah. I I think from. that could be good. It's, it sounds good in my brain. But, mm -hmm. yeah, you've just done a very good example of how <laughs> things that sound good in your brain can end up being utter crap when put on the screen. Yeah. Um, um, but I, but the other part of the question was, 
is it time or even possible to move past Pinhead and focus more on other Cenobites? I personally think no. And that isn't my personal choice, but I do not think any studio would want to sell a Hellraiser film without Pinhead on the front cover. I don't think it would be a good business move. No, currently. it wouldn't. And it wouldn't work. Because for them, for you know, corp- corporate style. If they were to do that, they would have to be so sure that the people working on it and the script and everything was so good, yeah, that it would kind of resurrect and revamp the Hellraiser franchise. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they can be that sure of that. But I mean, you, you say Hellraiser, and everyone pictures Pinhead. Yeah, that's it. That is it. Yeah. So you'd have to have another incredible... You'd have to do that again. You'd have to create another incredibly iconic... Oh, easy. Or as, you know, as iconic thing. as Pinhead. Yeah, you'd, oh, have, to, you'd have to do that again. You'd have to do that again. <laughs> and shove them on the front of the box. It's possible, but I don't think it's a good time to do it. This is really good because mm. every time Peter's looking through his questions, he's also got a drawing. <laughs> he's also got a little drawing of, by his daughter on his phone, which I keep saying, which is that. really nice. It's a picture of, uh, of my wife, of her mummy. Oh, it looks just like her. <laughs> anyway, let's have another question. Yes. Which would you? This is another. This is another uh, Twitter at Riley underscore IRL. Which would you most like to see well made and on the big screen? A sequel, a reboot, or the Scarlet Gospels? I don't want to see the Scarlet Gospels. I don't either. <laughs> I'm going to be very clear about that. <laughs> no, I don't think that would work. Really, I think the, the Scarlet Gospels was such a book mm. you know it was such a story that you need to fill in with your mind yeah i agree I, it, to film that i think would be really hard incredibly expensive and ultimately not and capture it very controversial bear in mind the whole religious lucifer aspect of it as well yeah which i don't think i don't think that's a problem i think that's good yeah. You know, a bit of controversy, but um, mm. I, I just don't think they could capture what they were going no. for in that book. And also, I just don't think it would work alongside the films that have gone before it. Yeah, you know no, what I, I mean? Like, I, I agree with that you. Was yeah, that was would... the 11th film. <laughs> it would be completely bizarre. Because you'd need a $100 million budget. Yeah. And it well, I mean, you know, departure. Mr. Reality, of course it would never get made, but well, yeah. in this fictional world where they've decided to make it, it wouldn't artistically fit with the other no, films because it would just be so outlandish in comparison mm. to, you know, you've gone from police, not directly, but, you know, police procedural movie to that. Wow. Yeah. So what would we want to see then? So the question is, um, the other two options were sequel and reboot. I'm going to join another question to it as well. Hang on, man. Because um, another Twitter, uh, Dave McCourt, at MC Court with a Z. Yep. He said, do you think a complete reboot is worthy or or continue the arc now established with judgment? So we've got a question of a sequel, a reboot. And if you're going to do it, is a reboot more worth it than, than carrying on with the judgment story? Which is another question. Well, it depends what you mean by reboot, really. I think there's a good possibility to do a reboot in terms of that it would, you know, to. Do you to mean make, going back to the original film? I mean, going back to the original new film version of and that. reworking that. Okay. Now, I say that 
from your reality point of view of what would make money. <laughs> yes. And so I think most... that, that could make more money than some we've, random We've had film. a few reboots recently of classic films. And they've been very popular. Have they? Have they Some been? of them. Some of them have. They've not been very good, though, a lot of them. No. So it's one of those, you know, I'm thinking in my head, you get the best people in and you do it well. Yeah. Which would be, for me, would but be would like you, Clive Barker. Would you, <laughs> yeah. would you want to retread the story told I in Hellbound Heart? Well, I wouldn't really want to go back to that, but I think you could, and I think it would make money. Yeah, I agree, actually. Yeah. So I think, personally, I'd probably prefer a sequel. Okay. And it's so... But it was a sequel right in that early thing. You know, it was, it was kind of a new story, but it was about that original feeling that the films had. And not sure, ra- rather than the sequel to Judgment, for example. Yeah, I, d- I don't really feel like a sequel to judgment if in my perfect world is where i want to go but in reality i'm happy to see it and i'm sure it'll be very good yeah and i've had a good idea for a sequel to judgment which i tried to tell you about yes on, uh, which i thought about you're tell late one night and then i woke up this morning and couldn't remember the the third act <laughs> i won't tell the listeners i'm going to keep it as a, as a secret oh because you might make it you never know i could get a script i could get paul to we'll get paul on get on board my idea, anyway, also, Paul, you're seeing Paul, it involves you a lot, so. <laughs> He's up for it. Um, I Get him in, what, get him in. My idea of what could be a sequel to Judgment is a good idea. And if anyone wants to hear it, then let us know, and I will maybe expand on that. But um, so, but you would you would rather have a, a more of a sequel to the earlier films? I think so. Or, or, a, or a new story set in I the universe? I want a new story set in the universe, because okay. I don't think... You know, I don't think now you could do a film where you've got Kirsty and, uh, you know, all the characters and all that kind of thing in there. I, I, I don't think that would work would either. You, would you want to bring Kirsty back? I know well, she was sort of killed in the beginning of number six. Yeah. I mean, Oh, by the way, could. spoilers for all the films. Yeah. <laughs> you could bring Kirsty back. Uh, you could. I mean, you could say number six didn't exist. <laughs> didn't happen. Um, like they've kind of done I'm with the new, with the new Hellraiser, <laughs> the, the new um, Halloween film. Yeah. Kind of saying, no, I mean, I yeah, don't whatever. think anyone's going to sit and go, oh my God, that's outrageous. No, How she died. How dare, How the dare the you? Movie. If you did bring her back. Um, and there was certain, certain strands of the comics where it was about how Kirsty moves on and how she finds her strength and what kind of person she turns into in the continuing fight against hell yeah that could be very good and sure. obviously we know ashley lawrence is still still out there still ready to rock yeah. so you could do that okay you could do that nice one this is ashley lawrence you're listening to the hellraiser podcast Right, another question, which we kind of talked about a bit on our other feedback podcast we did ages ago. Um, this is on Facebook from Hugh Rzeznik. If you could choose a director to make a Hellraiser movie, which director or directors would you hire? And another guy called Paul Fluitt says, Guillermo del Toro, without a doubt. <laughs> and that is a good That is a good choice. I would love <laughs> Guillermo yeah. to do it. Um but you actually, we mentioned, I mentioned this to you before we started recording, and you said something that you, with the exact same answer you said back on our original feedback, which yeah. was David, David Fincher. Fincher. Yeah, I do think, I still think he would make a great Hellraiser film. I th- well, I think he would just, 
he, you know, he's got form he gets with seven. The, yeah, he gets the mood. He got he have the mood. I don't know whether he's he's a bit. What I really like about David Fincher is he's very clinical in some regards. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know whether he's a, able to get in there and get as dirty as as might be needed. Sure, it would look beautiful. I've got one. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was a big budget one, because he's he's quite big now, um, mine would be James Wan. Yes, he has done some brilliant films. He did the first Saw film, as you don't know, which I love. You love? I do love it. <laughs> you and do love Insidious, it? Insidious, I love that as well. And The Conjuring, which is is thought of as one of the best recent horror films. Personally, By... I, a lot of people. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's oh, really popular. Okay. I personally prefer um, Insidious. There you go. But then he also went on to big, big budget, made Fast and Furious Seven, and he's got Aquaman coming out soon as well, which I saw a trailer for. It looked really good. So if he was, if it was a big budget thing, because he can do scares, he can do scary. Yeah, he's he's. I think he'd be great. He'd be really stylish. Anyway, I'd love to see a horror. Yeah, I think he'd be really good. Him, I think he'd be very good. Um, My other really left field choice, which is not really what you'd expect, would be Neil Blomkamp. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did District Nine? Um, Yeah, and Chappie, and Chappie. I just think he's a really interesting director who's got yeah. a fantastic understanding of visuals, mm-hmm. of special effects, and because he was going to... He hasn't really got any form, really, in this sort of field, but because... He nearly got to make an alien film. He though. nearly got to make an <laughs> alien love film. To have seen that Do you know one. what I mean? And yeah. I know he deals a lot in, in science fiction, and his, yeah. um, his thing, Oates Studios, Volume 1 which is kind of all of their experimental films put together, which you can stream online. Um, Didn't he do Elysium as well? Yes. I enjoyed that. That was good. Yes. But guys, if you can see this Oat Studios, it mm. is brilliant. It's brilliant. The writing is brilliant. The visuals are brilliant. The ideas are brilliant. There's so many different things in it. And there's, there's so, there is some body horror in there. There is some kind lovely, of amazing lovely. stuff like that. So I think... I'd quite like him to have a go because I'd just love mm. to see what would come out. Okay. I think that could be quite interesting. I agree. No, he's great. I, I love it. I love his stuff. Yeah, good idea. Thanks, man. <laughs> right, another question. Uh, this is on Facebook. Matthew Shepard. Good to have you back. Thanks, Matthew. Yay! It's good to be back. Will you eventually carry on talking through the epic comics Hellraiser series and other associated titles such as Book of the Damned, Nightbreed and Jihad? No. <laughs> You're wrong. We <laughs> will. We, of course we will. We will. We're going to do another Epics comics very, very soon. We've got issues uh, seven and eight ready to go. Um, and when we've done the Hellraiser books, the Epic books, all 20, then we will do we'll look at Nightbreed and Jihad eventually. We yeah, definitely, definitely will get there. Definitely. Um, and there was another question about Boom Studios. This is from uh, Twitter. It's part of a, a longer question, which we'll get to the rest of it later on. Uh, this is from Sean, uh, at PNE Doty. I don't know how I'm supposed to pronounce that. Sorry, Sean. But he said, I'm planning on doing the more recent Boom Studio stuff. As part of a longer question, we'll get to more of that later on. But yes, we will do that as well. At some point, we will go back to the Boom Studios and we'll finish that arc as well. So yes, the answer is we're going to do more comics. Yes. Definitely. There's loads of great stuff in those comics. and We got a bit they're... bogged down recently in our commentaries, and then Judgment came out. Obviously, we had to do Judgment. Yeah. Um, but we will now we've done that, we're going to go back into the comics. We're also going to look at um, other Clive Barker stories as well. 
Yes. We want to go through the Books of Blood at some point because they are brilliant. They are amazing. Amazing. Um, speaking of Clive Barker, another question on Facebook from Ben Martin. What other novels or short stories of Clive's would you like to see made into movies? So, mm. my favourite Clive Barker novels are Weave World, I think is my favourite, and Imagica. They are both too big to be made into one film. You could do Weave World in a trilogy of films. I've got it all in my head, planned out. It's all there. Um, but more likely, the the time we live in nowadays is there will be... I think, actually, Weave World, is, they're talking about doing it as a, as a TV show at the moment. I mean, it's right up their alley, isn't it? For mm. those kind of long-running TV shows Absolutely. with lots of budget a that they have now. or 12 or more than that episode series an hour long each um is definitely the way to go so either weave world or imagica could definitely be made as a a long tv experience Mm -hmm. um but going back to his short stories as we know some of the short stories from the books of blood had been made into films you've got Candyman, um the books of blood was made into a film um which we haven't done yet and dread We've not done those ones yet. No. We'll talk about those. Uh, Midnight Meat Train, we have done because it's amazing. <laughs> it's so awesome. <laughs> uh, and of course, Lord of Illusions was based on a short story from Books of Blood. Uh, we talked about this before we started recording. You had an idea, didn't you? <laughs> of one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I really don't think you could do on screen. Um... There's a book called, there's a story called In the Hills, The Cities. <laughs> Would you like to tell our listeners that don't know the premise of this story, Phil? Well, it's sort of, I mean, this is very reductive, but it's sort of about someone who comes across two warring villages who've basically got all of the people in their villages Mm -hmm. to make massive, gigantic giants yeah, made that of people made of people so the strongest people holding the strongest the people ropes at, the, at the bottom being together. the feet they've all held together with ropes and pulleys yep and then some of the people are knees and yep. goes further up there are people and on the, the eyes legs. and the people at the bottom on the bottom of the feet are getting killed because they're getting crushed under the weight yep and these two giants made of people have a fight have a massive fight transformer <laughs> style and when you read it it is nuts but it is brilliant <laughs> but i don't think you could film that I could film it. You could film it. <laughs> Go on then. I'll, I'll see your film next week. I, um, yeah, I mean, that was me being a bit silly, but I think no, that would No, but it would, I mean, it would, surely. It I mean, would the, be fun. clearly the visuals would be amazing. And I'd be love to see you, it. You, no one would have ever could, seen anything like that what? before. Old Neil, with his Oats Studios. Oh, Blomkamp. He could do that. Blomkamp, get on it. He could make that as a short film. I, I, yeah, I guess he could. A short film or... I don't think you could do more than a short film. Okay. Really. Maybe a half an hour kind of <laughs> job. Could you do a whole would, film out I of would, it? You, I'm sure you could. You could expand it. With just someone walking through the wilderness Again, with a the human element. Because the, the original story is about a couple, two guys who are who've gone on a road trip and they're, having, they're not getting on very well and they're having some arguments. And they happen to come across two villagers fighting as giant humans. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. So you would make more of the human aspect you'd have a lot of arguing in the car half an hour you'd have at least an hour of arguing (laughs) in the car before two giants made of people have a transformer style Um, fight but realistically a short film being made into a longer film of this ilk 
you would probably have to go back into the backstory of these villages and how they've done it every few years and what's yeah, happened. Because some because the, the idea is in this one, those who don't know, something goes wrong in this particular fight and there's a problem. And they are kind of all and one of the well, one of the villages falls over and there's yeah. a lot of death. Everybody gets squashed. <laughs> yeah. Um so I don't know. It would definitely be interesting to look at. Yeah, it's a bit of a curveball. There are quite a few stories in Books of Blood that would make great films. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, one I, I've always loved, which I think would make a good film, is actually a little similar to Hellraiser. Um, it's called The Inhuman Condition. Mm. And it's basically about a, a, someone finds a piece of string with three knots in it, and they, they're a fan of puzzles, and they treat the knots as a puzzle, and they un, have to undo them. very, very hard to undo. It takes them ages and ages and ages. And every knot that gets undone... A creature emerges, mm. and I think uh, I remember this correctly. By the end of it, all three of them are released, and they form. The three of them get together and form one being. Um, yes, but the way it's written is really interesting, and, and you've got the the build up of the different entities being released through the knots, and yeah, I, th- I love that one. It's really good. Yeah, it's lovely, and it's also and the demons, whatever they are, being produced, they kill off his this guy's friends and. Yeah, it's great that's fun. Very cool. It's really good. I quite fancy the Damnation game. Ah, that was his first full-length novel. That one, I think, it's a Faustian that, tale, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and I think that yeah, could that's make good. a good movie. Yeah, that is good. And there's so many great moments in that, and there's some yeah. really, you know, great villains um, that would again be quite iconic. Mm. I think. Well, we can do it on another podcast. So, if you're interested, back in the day, he wrote the Hellbound Heart, which is a novella. The Damnation Game was his first full-length novel, and his third book, which came out the same year as Hellraiser, is Weave World, which is insane to me, because that's one of my favourite books. <laughs> I think Weave World is absolutely phenomenal. Mm. And not long after that, he wrote Imagica, which is even bigger and sprawling and amazing, about different worlds and all these weird creatures that live in them. Mm. Wonderful stuff. Is that, <laughs> is that, I love that. That's my favourite era of his, the early... Horror, fantasy, mm. crazy, different worlds, that sort of thing. I love all that. Yeah. This isn't for your eyes. It's for your ears. So I go back to Sean's question that we we had a little bit of earlier on on Twitter. Um, he says he, he loves the podcast. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. <laughs> Favourite ones are the commentaries and ones with guests. Yes. More of the original cast would be great, especially Claire Higgins, Andrew Robinson, or Ashley Lawrence. Mm. Or Paul Kane would be worth it as well. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I agree with that completely. We'd love to get more of the original cast. We're going to try and reach out to some of them and see if we can get to talk to them. Yeah. Um, then he says about any plans in the Boom Studio stuff, which we've already said yes, and an episode on collectibles, which we haven't really considered before. We could... Talk about that. There are lots of you know figures and boxes and things you can collect in different versions of hmm. the film. Yeah, I'd be up for that. We can definitely that. I like yes. collectibles. You do. I, can, I like Hellraiser. Yeah, as we're sitting in Phil's haunted house, I can look around and sing some collectibles. <laughs> so yeah, thank you for that, Sean. It's a good idea. Thank you. So another question we have now again from Facebook from Jim Moon: Which Cenobite from comics, short stories, etc., would you like to see appear in a future film? Aha. Uh-huh. So, comics or short stories? Um, short stories, you're kind of looking at the Hellbound Heart stories. There aren't that many new Cenobites in those per se, are there really? No. There are lots in the comics, though. Yes. So you're quite right. Um, 
one that springs to mind, I know for you as well. Yes. Is the the centre-back called Face, Face. in the epic comics. Which would be a a great... Wears different people's faces attached with staples, which is a great image. Yeah, and I think his origin story is really good as well. Yeah, as an actor who wears different people's faces to create different roles. I really loved that story. Mm, It was great. Me too. Um, So that's that's a definite for me, face. There's some other great little characters in the, the comics that probably have to be done with CGI nowadays, little sort of imps or kind of weird abstract creatures. That would be fun to see. Because at the moment, everyone in these current sequels, which are all kind of low budget, it's just a guy in a mask. Mm. But nice to see some something a bit more inhuman, I think. But also... I mean, there's a good... There's go a, on. Yeah, it's me but on about Neil... Blomkamp, yeah, again, but go for it. Get there's him, one in one of his um, in one of his oats things where it's a basically a walking skeleton that is covered in a flesh suit of armor. Wow! And it's so Hellraiser mm. in the look of it. I've seen that one. That's the one I've seen. Firebase, I think. It's yeah, called. I have seen that one. It's very cool. It sort of emerges from some trees and like yeah. his flesh. It's like a Vietnam. Yeah, um, it's really good. Thing. But just as an image, I thought, God, that's very Hellraiser. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it is. Lovely. Uh, what about the idea, this is a spoiler for the, the Boom Studios comics, um, of Kirsty becoming a Cenobite? Kirsty Pinhead. I think they could do that. Yeah? I think they could make it work in, the, in a film. Because that, I thought that was very interesting when they did that in the comics. Yeah, and ultimately the comics, we'll talk about them in, in a different podcast, mm. whether they went quite the right way or not the way we'd like them to go maybe but certainly i think there's a lot of scope to do that story yeah i agree a kirsty cenobite i mean the way it was done in the comic was just a very much a pinhead yeah but i like that i know you weren't as keen but i thought it was great yeah i just thought kirsty pinhead kirsty pinhead (laughs) I thought there was something else you could do with it. But yeah, I, I do think there's a lot of scope. And I think actually, if you were to do a, a new Hellraiser film, get Ashley Lawrence back, you know, have her kind of fighting the fight against the Cenobites mm. and have her face the ultimate tragedy of becoming yeah, one of them. Definitely. Yeah. So that's about it from our listeners' questions. So basically, um, what we've been saying is we want more Hellraiser Yes. films and we don't again we don't really mind what they're going to be yeah um as long as whoever now has the rights does does them justice basically yeah we just want good films set in the hellraiser world and if it has to be a sequel to judgment then great if it isn't then also fine mm-hmm. but as long as they're good we don't mind there's so much more to do with this you know, this idea, this franchise, yeah. this thing, you know, there's so many ways you can go. So I, I hope, I really hope it, it carries on. I think at the minute, it's very uncertain this, as to whether it will carry on. But yeah. we've been in that place before and it's carried on. Yeah, sure. Someone's going to snap up the rights. There it's is money to be made here somewhere. Sure. And there was talk about a TV show, which that seems to have completely fallen away now. I don't think that's going to happen anytime in the future. There might be a, a Nightbreed TV show which they're talking about. That's yeah, and Nightbreed, I think, would work really well. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, since we last did our feedback podcast where we discussed this, 
um, the kind of landscape of TV has really changed. Oh, definitely. Hugely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's where it's all at now. Yeah. And actually, these TV shows can get the mega budgets. Yeah, they you know? can. They really can. <laughs> and we've seen it, you know, a cast of characters like Nightbreed, where it's it's kind of some really outlandish characters. Can That's that's a proposition now. That was not when we talked no, about it before. Absolutely. That would have been ridiculous. Yeah, Whereas sure. now, you could do that. You could. And they might be doing it with Nightbreed. Uh, Which would be great. Hellraiser isn't, as far as I'm aware, being made into a TV show at the moment. But I, again, it could be. As we discussed before, I'm kind of like, the, there's the possibility in terms of different stories that all weave together. Yeah. Which would be cool, but mm-hmm. I'd kind of think a, a Hellraiser film would be better, if I had my preference. Yeah, I think I agree. I prefer a film than a TV show. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah. Um, and depending on the budget, Doug Bradley could come back if the yeah. if the script was right and the money was right and they didn't annoy him with a, an NDA. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't think he has said, you know, I'm out, that's it, I'm done. No, I don't think he's ever I said that. I think he would definitely come back if it was a, a possibility. Mm. Um, which would be lovely to see. Which would be awesome, and you know, I almost you you almost kind of want to go down two different strands now, where you kind of have <laughs> your yeah. you know Paul and the judgment thing that carries on, mm. and Doug, and a, a different kind of version of Hellraiser that that starts up yeah, again. Yeah, sure. You know, because I think they're both great, and I don't know. There's a lot of opportunities, a lot of possibilities. Are they going to happen? And if anyone's listening that's just bought the rights, we are available. We we have ideas for <laughs> movies and TV shows. <laughs> we're there. We do. Yeah, We've so got, um, contact us. We're available at a moment's notice. <laughs> Please see our radio play, Pierce and the Veil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we'd like to do another one of those as well in the future. We were talking about this earlier on. We both have very little free time at the moment, but if we get some, some time together... We would very much like to make another radio play like we did with Piercing the Veil. Yeah, and if there's um, anything that you guys like would like to hear, yeah. then let us know. You know, maybe we can sure do something. But we've got ideas for that, so we, we might uh, well make another Piercing the Veil type play. Yes. Radio play uh, for you guys to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll just have to see how we actually do that. Yeah. So, happy Halloween again, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode 50 of the Hellraiser podcast, even though it was actually like 53 or 54, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will be back with you soon, talking about something that we've mentioned on this podcast. We're not exactly sure what yet, but definitely we're going to go back to the epic comics very soon with books seven and eight. We're going to talk a bit more about uh, Clive's other things. There's also a couple of movies we've not mentioned based on Clive Barker's stories that have been made already. So we're going to go through those as well. Rawhead Rex. We've done that. Oh. <laughs> Although there's, there is a new 4K restoration of Rawhead Rex, isn't there? I and it's doing the rounds. I believe <laughs> Oh, jeez. I Jesus can't believe wept. it. I can't believe it. Amazing. Um, <laughs> there's also, there's a fantastic documentary about the making of Hellraiser called Leviathan, which we'll talk about as well at some point. Yes. Mm. Yeah, which is great. Very Really good, really good. But we'll be back in your ears soon with something else to talk about. 
And in the meantime, enjoy the Hellraiser movies and comics and books, and we'll see you soon. I've been Peter, and that was Phil. Uh, it was. <laughs> it was. We'll see if it is again next time. Take care, everyone, and we'll see you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.